Dunker Punks. My name is Alyssa Parker, and I am excited to be your host for this episode of the Dunker Punks podcast. I'm coming to you from Harrisburg First Church of the Brethren here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, after a joyous church service. Today, I am glad to be introducing this episode as its topic is close to my heart. We will hear from leaders about their work in Kingian nonviolence, as well as its importance in our denomination. We will be led by the owner of Peace Kingian Nonviolence intern, Clara McGilley, as well as other leaders and trainers, including Rick Paul Hamus, Katie Shaw Thompson, Kimberly Cosan Flory, and Matt Gwynn. Kingian Nonviolence has played a large role in my life these past few years as I transitioned from an internship with Honored Peace, where I assisted in these discussions, to actually implementing them with youth and young adults in the inner city through our Agape Sadi Graha Conflict Resolution Program. Our Agape Sadi Graha Program is a training offered to youth and young adults to teach them how to better deal with conflicts and learn strategies for mediation, reconciliation, and social change through the nonprofit organization BCMPs. The principles of Kingian nonviolence are found in the end stages of this program and are now being used in our graduate level program as they combine these principles and strategies with art and hands-on work in the community. So far, we have finished a mural surrounding our social justice library and are in the process of completing a community mural on canvas, murals on new planters in the community, and murals on boarded abandoned buildings. Through this process, we have collaborated with other individuals and organizations within the community. The six principles of Kingian nonviolence, if you aren't aware, include these six concepts. Nonviolence is a way of life for courageous people. The beloved community is the goal for the future. Attack problems, not people. Know and do what is right, even if it's hard. Avoid hurting the spirit and body of yourself and others. And finally, the universe is on the side of justice. As we enter into this space, hearing from Kingian nonviolence trainers, I want you to keep in mind the ways Kingian nonviolence principles impact your life and specifically your relationship with the Church of the Brethren. With all that, let's get into it. Hello, my name is Clara McGilley. I'm the Kingian Nonviolence Organizing Intern at On Earth Peace. Um, I'm from Oakland, California, and I'm a junior in college at Pitzer College. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Kingian Nonviolence, which is an organizing philosophy based off of the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King and the Black-led Civil Rights Movement of the 1960s. Um, this curriculum was codified by Dr. Bernard Lafayette and David Jensen. David Jensen is Church of the Brethren, um, and it's used for trainings and organizing campaigns against injustice um, all around the world. Today, I am joined by Katie Thompson, Rick Polhamis, Kimberly Coxan, and Matt Gwynn, um, all of whom are at least level one certified trainers in Kingian nonviolence. Uh, Kimberly Katie, Rick, and I were all certified level one trainers last fall through an online uh, certification program done by Honor Peace. And our conversation today centers around 
uh, what Kingian nonviolence means to us, how it connects to our Church of the Brethren identity and values. Um, and we've included a couple snippets of explaining different aspects of Kingian nonviolence and pieces of the curriculum. Uh, but in total, Kingian nonviolence includes six principles uh, and six steps, as well as some social dynamics and other pieces on conflict and the definition of nonviolence. Um, in order to learn more about Kingian nonviolence, I invite you to join a two-hour introduction on Zoom. On Earth Peace holds two-hour intros monthly. Our next one is on October 19th, and you can find out more about this at onearthpeace.org um, under the events page. Uh, we would love to see you there. I'm the key nonviolence organizing intern with On Earth Peace. And can you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Katie Shaw Thompson. I'm the pastor of the Highland Avenue Church of the Brethren, and I'm a level one Kingian nonviolence certified trainer. I'm Rick Paul Hamus uh, from Pleasant Hill, Ohio Church of the Brethren. And uh, I'm also a level one certified Kingian trainer. I've been around Kingian nonviolence since the first writings of it by David Jensen and Bernard Lafayette, but uh, hadn't been certified in it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, I'm also a level one certified Kingian trainer. All three of us got certified together last fall on Zoom through Honors Peace. Uh, I'm Kimberly Kozan Flory, and I am an ordained clergy person in the denomination. I live in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, the land also known as Kikianga. Um, Thank you. And Katie was also certified level one with the rest of us last fall. Um, I just quickly want to introduce what Kingian nonviolence is. Um, Rick just mentioned David Jensen and Bernard Lafayette, and they are the authors of Kingian Nonviolence, um, which is a curriculum for training and peacemaking based off of the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, and it contains six principles of Kingian Nonviolence, which serve kind of as guiding values in the fight for justice, and then the six steps, which are the more practical, um, sometimes called the will and the skill. So the six steps are the skill of how to do the work of community organizing. Um, and then there's also social dynamics and historical components in the curriculum as well. My three questions I have are, how does KNV and the, your brother and identity connect? And I'm thinking that would kind of be the overarching theme of like, yeah, how does it reinforce or resonate with the, just like the brethren teachings that we know. Um, but then I also wanted to have any examples of KNV being applied in organizing and then optionally, if you want to quickly teach a concept and say why it resonates. Should we start with explaining a concept and why it resonates just so that listeners can kind of hear what it is more and then we can talk about the connection to brethren Mm -hmm. So one thing that has one of the concepts of Kingian nonviolence that I find myself using almost every day is the concept of aggression and conciliation, or at least that's what we call the topic. 
Often we find in systems and cases of injustice um, that there is aggression, there is anger, um, righteous anger about the problems and the hurt and the violence that is happening. And often we find that that aggression is leveled against people, individuals that are seen to be um, perpetrating that violence and carrying it out. It's understandable why. However, what we have found in Kenya nonviolence is that that is not the most effective way to bring change. And it is not in keeping with those principles that we hold to be so dear of the beloved community and the opportunity for even opponents um, to be potential allies. What Kingian nonviolence encourages us to do is to level our aggression at the conditions, at the larger structures and systems and policies that are keeping violence in place and allowing it to continue to happen. We also find that often conciliation is uh, extended toward those conditions instead, like this is just how it is, and we'll make nice with it, and um, this is how it's always going to be. There's no way we can change it. Instead, what Kenyan nonviolence encourages us to do is to extend conciliation toward people. And actually, you can't see it on the podcast, but behind me right now is a print, a really large uh, print of the window in the 16th Street uh, Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, that was bombed uh, during the civil rights movement. And this window has a black Jesus in it with one hand outstretched to say no to violence and another hand um, reaching toward people to uh, honor their humanity, even despite any conflict that is happening between them. So one hand that says no and one hand that keeps respecting and honoring. And I think about that every day when I'm receiving grumpiness from individuals in uh, my job or children who with whom I'm having a disagreement in my home or uh, people who are honking at me while I'm riding my bicycle because they don't think I should be riding my bicycle wherever I am. Um, I try to say no, um, I belong here. No to whatever violence is being brought and yes to the humanity of all the people um, in the situation even so even so. Yeah, that was a great explanation of aggression conciliation. I um, I didn't grow up brethren, but went to Manchester College as a first introduction to uh, what this Church of the Brethren uh, identity was and recognize that it's a lot broader than what I was introduced to, um, but it's what I fell in love with is um, the historic peace church, this blend of where Anabaptism and piety meet, and uh, and then the his, the historical characters um, who were living as well as those who are already past really inspired me as people who were the feet and hands um, of a of a living Jesus um, doing work here among us, uh, and I noticed the cur courageous work, um, even on campus at that time and, and in many stories um, in the last 30 plus years that I've been, when I say mixed up with the brethren, um, of confronting with respect and, and power to, to live out morals that that create a better community for all of us. So, so that's how 
for me, uh, Kingian nonviolence is so very connected to this brother identity that that I've known and loved. Uh, that that we that it uh, takes courageous people that we not only avoid external, you know, physical violence, but internal violence of the spirit. And I see that exemplified in our activists, um, the people who are living out their faith for their values in the Church of the Brethren. Um, and you mentioned the courageous people um, that called to mind principle one of King and Nonviolence, which is nonviolence is a way of life for courageous people. Um, and just how it applies in every part of or king and nonviolence and peacemaking work applies in every part of your day and your life, not just in being out on the streets or organizing, but it's on all your relationships interaction. One of one of the things that um, we often talk about in king and nonviolence is the definition and the difference between the words non-hyphen violence and um, non-violence, all a singular word. Um, so we have non-hyphen non violence is basically meaning the absence of violence, uh, while non-violence is um, the antidote to violence, it's it's not, it's the opposite. It's it's a, a an active thing where non-hyphen violence is is stat is static. It's it's just the lack of. And one of the things I think about is is this reminds me of like negative peace and positive peace. And as an example of that, there is a young woman, author and Lucy, who. Uh, was the first uh, African-American student to be admitted to the University of Alabama. And she um, caused quite, it caused quite a, a, a uh, disturbance to a lot of people there that this person of color was being allowed there. And so there was riots, there were all kinds of attacks uh, attempted on her and the people around her. And uh, after three days of attending classes, uh, she was expelled for her own safety. And the interesting thing about this was the next day in the Tuscaloosa uh, newspaper, the headline said, things are quiet in Tuscaloosa today. There is peace on the campus of the University of Alabama. Well, is that really peace? <laughs> That's what Dr. King said was about, what, what Dr. King said about that was, this is the type of peace that all men of goodwill hate. It's the type of peace that is obnoxious. It's the type of peace that stinks in the nostrils of the almighty God. And so it's like a negative peace, you know, yeah, there was, you know, no more violence going on. They stopped the rioting. They stopped the attacks. And she was gone. But that wasn't really peace. And what positive peace would have been, would have been a way for her to continue 
a way to find reconciliation in the, the differing sides. And that's where they needed nonviolence, all one word, instead of the non-hyphen violence, the lack of violence. So the lack of violence, the non-hyphen violence, isn't really peace. That's, that allows for a negative peace, where nonviolence, uh, all one word, strives for that positive peace, strives for a way that, that uh, can transcend the differences in, in a conflict. So now I was hoping we could talk a little bit about how Kingian nonviolence um, resonates with or connects to just the brethren values that we've all learned from being a part of the Church of the Brethren um, and how Kingian nonviolence kind of resonates with that identity experience. Well, uh, for me, this is Katie. And what drew me to the Church of the Brethren was um, what I understood as the church's peace stance. And, you know, for me, I've come to understand the gospel of Jesus to be part and parcel of the gospel of nonviolence. Um, they, they are intertwined for me. I think that's um, what Jesus was sharing with us. And um, King and nonviolence has only helped me to grow in my understanding of that as theology, as a practice of living, and as uh, community organizing. I'm really grateful for all that learning. Um, when it comes to the Church of the Brethren, I think um, what I have learned about the Church of the Brethren is that often we think and talk about being a peace church. And I think what we mean is we're a peace church, so we don't have any conflict. And we all get together and eat ice cream. Now everything's cool. And uh, that's obviously untrue, um, not just because of the big conflicts that we've had as a denomination, but because conflict is natural and naturally occurring. So there are always conflicts. What I would like to become true about the Church of the Brethren is because we're a peace church, we have all these conflict tools and we study nonviolence and understand it to be part of what it means to be the church. And we share these tools in our life together and we share these tools with the communities of which we are part. That's excellent, Katie. I love your way of expressing the nature of conflict as natural and that it's not to be avoided, but if we can enter into it in a healthy way, I feel like that's what the body of Christ could be exemplified in communities. If, if people who are um, pessimistic about the church can say, oh, they're real, they're real human beings interacting in this imperfect um, way but they know how to do conflict, you know, that, that they're doing this with integrity and they're facing conflict, not just burying it, um, that that could be a way of modeling um, Christ-like behavior to um, anyone, not, not to persuade them to come to church, but just because that's who we are meant to be in community. I love, love your points there. I would say that too, that, the for myself personally, the historic peace church uh, ideas resonated with me too. But the thing that I liked is it didn't have that reputation. The Church of Brethren didn't have the reputation as a historic peace church because they just theorized and talked about these concepts. It was because of the actions they were taking that made other churches, other people, you know, start considering them a peace church. 
uh, not just uh, because they talk the theory. And that's the thing I really like. And I think over the years, many churches, many people have gone into that, have gone into a mode of not being active, of only wanting to talk about the concepts and and discuss them and things like that. And the thing that the Kenyan nonviolence uh, resonates to me as a Church of the Brethren member is that it brings back those action components, that it's, it's not only just theorizing and understanding and educating yourself about the issues, it's putting it into action. And it's engaging others that we maybe disagree with. And, and as you mentioned earlier, the challenging um, the 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 causes of the disagreements and problems as opposed to attacking the people finding reconciliation to the people and uh and working hard at being aggressively addressing the issues the causes i was gonna <laughs> to add to what all of you have said um yeah i agree that the Church of the Brethren just taught me the values of beloved community and um, fighting for peace. But King and Nonviolence gave me the actual practical tools of how to do that and how to identify and address the actual injustices like of our of our time and our day, um, and how to stand up against injustice if I see it personally um, instead of just being able to talk about it in theory or historically. But I think the values of King and nonviolence, the six principles are very much aligned with um, just the brethren values that I learned growing up. Matt, any perspective on the brethren? Well, I was just thinking about um, what we've been talking about in terms of conflict and positive peace. And I think for me, King and nonviolence helps awaken the imagination. And so when we're talking about brethren identity as a historic peace church, sometimes we can be clear what we're against. And that's a negative peace approach. But we don't really know what it means to be for the world that we're building. And Kingian nonviolence, one of our colleagues and comrades, Kazu Haga, talks about Kingian nonviolence being like a tool belt. It's not every single tool that you need to build a new world, but it gives you a fundamental orientation. And I think a part of that for me is reimagining myself and reimagining the people around me and um, not just resting on our laurels as a historic peace church of we were against World War I, maybe, or we were against World War II, maybe. Um, the, the papers we passed were different than people's actual participation. So um, that's what I mean by the maybe. But to say we're for the fundamental dignity of everyone, and we're not just opposed to the places where people are being kept down, but we're starting to dream about the way that we and our churches and our friends and our families can be involved in building that. And some people have been doing that dreaming for a long time. And so it's a place in a way for us to not, as the Church of the Brethren, be 
put ourselves on a pedestal as a historic peace church, but in a way to climb down from the pedestal of that name and just say, where's the work happening that needs to be done right now? And how can we get busy with it? And so I think it's a call to account for a historic peace church to dream about being a church that's ready to do something for peace and for justice. I appreciate that Kingian and Nonviolence gives us that big universal vision um, that is broad and wide. And as I wanted to, you know, applaud uh, Clara for her um, ideas of like this gave the tools, the the practical help to implement steps and you know, in manageable size pieces to do something, you know, to do one is one right thing. Um, sometimes we can feel overwhelmed with the enormity of, of the injustices or um, that which threatens our communities or um, our global, <laughs> you know, climate. And, and these tools, the steps give me a way to, to just do the one next right thing. And, and so the, the steps aren't necessarily chronological. They um, are coterminant. They move in and out um, in a logical way, but you're always, you know, continuing to do more education and research um, while you're also checking your own internal um, temperature for, how you are in this movement um you're continuing to to build towards hopefully a a win-win negotiation that is uh brings about true reconciliation but there are many steps that that precede that um and so anyway i i just appreciate that this is work that's both broad and visionary, as well as tools for specific small steps that we can do that make way for more small steps. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing in the steps. Um, part of the Kingian curriculum is the six steps of organizing a nonviolent campaign. Um, and I just wanted to briefly highlight the sixth step, although they are all coterminous, but um, the sixth step is reconciliation. and I, to me, reconciliation is something that uh, makes King and nonviolence so powerful, um, which is the ultimate commitment to beloved community and everyone having a place in the just world that we're trying to create um, and recognizing, as Katie was talking about conflict earlier, that um, even though we might have to dig into these conflicts to create the world that we want, um, we're always committed to reconciliation at the end and uh, bringing opponents back together and celebrating the victory um, together and making sure that just that everyone has a place and feels respected and included in our final vision that we're trying to create. Um, so I don't know if anyone else has comments on reconciliation. So my church has done organizing with other um, philosophies of community organizing. And this is one of the 
uh, big differences that I see is um, Kingian nonviolence and the uh, the principle of beloved community, the idea of reconciliation that's being the sixth step um, and just keeping the door open for folks to join you all along the way um, while you draw attention to the to the conflict. I think that that again meshes well with um, the the teachings of Christ as I know them and as are they're sometimes interpreted in a church of the brethren related lens um, that um, that you know Christ is reconciling us all to that um, greater shalom that God wants us for us because we had so like we did this housing thing so we had this housing development that my church helped um to be the yes in my backyard people you know we organized and we said we want uh this affordable housing complex here like right in the neighborhood of the church and there were neighbors who were part of our church who stood up and said yes in my backyard and wore the buttons that we all wore together. And then they had other neighbors who were not in my backyard people. And they said how uncomfortable they felt afterward, um, not reaching out to people who they live beside. And they, they still didn't know how to work it out. And they didn't like um, that the not my backyard people were villainized. Um, you know, and and spoken ill of because these were people that they lived beside. And for me, you know, even though we got that affordable housing project through, and I think that was something to celebrate, 100%. For me, that was a point where I was I was thinking that um, that that's something I really value about Kingian and nonviolence, and it's a piece that I brought to that person who was um, talking about there's a discomfort that's always a possibility for them to work on reconciliation and say, hey, you know, we were. On the opposite sides of this, but you know we're still neighbors, and how do we get along and hang out and work on the next thing together? Because we all care about what happens here where we live. Yeah, Kingian nonviolence uh, really refuses to demonize anyone. Uh, it brings up principle three: is attack forces of evil, not persons doing evil. Um, and I think that that's really lived out in all the other social dynamics and teachings. Um, just recognizing that everyone's a product of their environment and no one is defined by their beliefs or is unable to change or be brought into your community or into beloved community with everyone. You know, I think one thing for me about King and nonviolence that it's really helpful to think about is just the definition of violence being emotional or physical harm. And that makes it easier for me to um, stand up against it where I see it happening, whether it's um, external, interpersonal, um, intrapersonal, or in larger ways, I can that helps me to, to divvy out between um, conditions and people, and then aggression and conciliation. Where does it belong? What's actually violence? Because discomfort is not violence, but um, but emotional harm and physical harm—that's violence. And it, so this work necessitates that intrapersonal. Um, nonviolence to be able to continue to stay in interpersonal relationships and in social actions, at least, um, you know, as I notice my own self and those that I work with, that this time, especially, um, maybe mentally we prepared for some time in a pandemic, but maybe not this long. And we have exercised the same coping mechanisms maybe 
over time and maybe I'm noticing that a lot of us are stretched pretty thin emotionally. And so it reminds me how much we have to find new tools and practice ones that we have known that restore our souls and our spirits and, and help us to um, not only not do harmful self-talk, but to be in a space where we can um, engage others and lift others up. And um, it, it just seems like this is especially a time where that kind of patience and love is especially important. Um, and then, and it's contagious. joining us today. I hope this conversation was informative and enjoyable for you. Um, and I hope that you check out Kingy and Nonviolence more. We also have an upcoming event series called the Kingy and Nonviolence Learning Action Community Series, in which we will be presenting some teachings of Kingy and Nonviolence and applying them directly to our organizing work in our communities. Um, using an interactive series of workshops on Zoom. And you can find out more about this also on the On Earth Peace website, which is onearthpeace.org under the events tab. And we would love to have you join us for that as well. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day. What an amazing group of people doing some amazing work. I have witnessed firsthand the impact that Honor of Peace's kingy and nonviolence work has on organizers, pastors, and those simply seeking to learn. I highly encourage each of you to visit the Honor of Peace website and register for the next kingy and nonviolence introduction session. After hearing about the work of these leaders, I will ask the same question I posed earlier and let it sit with you. How do you see Kingian nonviolence used in your life, specifically in your relationship to the Church of the Brethren? Thank you so much for joining us. The Dunker Punks podcast is a place where leaders can share their stories as they educate and empower others. Thank you to Clara McGilley and other Kingian nonviolence trainers for sharing your messages. Big thanks to Jacob Krauss for editing the show. I, Alyssa Parker, using she, her, hers pronouns, am happy to have been your host. Jacob Krauss creates our music. Ali Cooney manages communication. Suzanne Lay manages production. Arlington Church of the Brethren and Honor of Peace sponsor the show. You can listen to us on iTunes and arlingtoncob.org slash DPP, as well as subscribe and comment. Check out our social media at Dunker Punks Pod and give us a follow, share, comment, or like. You can also send us an email at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. 
Also, don't forget to go to Honor of Peace's website and sign up for the next Kingian Nonviolence training session. Thank you again for listening and peace be with you all. Bye.